Young man comes to class upset. What is going on with you? Should I be fearful? Should your class be fearful? Or are you getting ready to show me some kind of new dance? I try to joke with the students and break the tension. And he didn't even realize that he was tensed up. And that just little side joke got his mind off of that. And he was able to calm down. Welcome to School Me, the podcast series for new and early career educators from the National Education Association. I'm your host, Michelle Hudgens. On this episode, our guest is Cassandra Daniels from Columbus, Ohio. Cassandra has taught nearly every grade, kindergarten through eighth, in her 17-year career. She's also spent time as an intervention specialist, and we'll be discussing dealing with behavioral challenges in the classroom. Thank you, Cassandra, for joining us. So I want to dive right in. When we talk about new teachers entering the classroom, how do you recommend or what do you recommend to help them prepare for day one? What I would recommend for day one, if at all possible, get your roster and make calls home to introduce yourself. Thank the parent guardian for allowing you the opportunity to be of service to their family and ask them if they have any helpful hints or advice that would assist their child academically or behaviorally. First few days of school, I think it's important to keep in mind that most of the students have been away from academics most of the summer. And so there are some behaviors that they've probably been doing that may not be appropriate for school that they've enjoyed during their break. So just remind them of what's appropriate to kind of guide them back into the school environment. I remember first day of school. For the most part, students weren't new. Teachers were new. So how does a new educator go about taking control or command of the classroom? I would say two ways. First, you have to build relationships. Have to build relationships and unfortunately, and nowadays, students aren't really used to traditional icebreakers. And there are some students like, well, I've been with them since second grade. Okay, well, share something with the class that they don't know. So that works really good on starting to build those relationships, especially when I let them know about me. Like, you know, I have six kids at home. You're not gonna surprise me. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your experience as an intervention specialist. For a couple of years during my tenure, I had the opportunity to be, it's called a teacher on special assignment. So I was actually outside of the classroom. Part of my requirements then was to provide interventions for teachers, for teaching teams, and for students that were recommended or referred by administration or the teacher. So intervention specialists Mm -hmm. really work in collaboration with classroom teachers to help them to mitigate issues that they might be having with students. And I don't want to use the word issues, but help to mitigate the circumstances with Mm -hmm. students so that we can ensure academic improvement or is it more a behavioral issue? Academic and behavioral. So it's not an observation of the teacher or an evaluation. I would observe the student's behavior and jot down just observations about what's going on, what they're doing. Then I would talk to the student privately to hear what their concerns are, and in their opinion, what are they doing? And then we would work on interventions or an agreement between that student and their teacher on what they can do to help them focus more academically, or help them 
curtail some behaviors to be more productive in the classroom. Here's an opportunity for you to share. Tell us about one of your most troubling experiences, either as an intervention specialist or as an educator, and what did you learn from it? Let's see, if I can think of one offhand. Young man comes to class upset, like really upset. His fists are clenched and he's blowing hard. I have relax and reflect section in my class. The guidelines are, if you're coming into class and you've had a bad day, or maybe you had a bad class, or you know something happened at home before you came, it happens to everybody, you let me know. And you don't have to give me details. It could be, I'm just not having a good day. You go to that section, you're still responsible for the work, but it gets you a timeout in a safe environment. And he came in stewing, and I asked him, your body language, because he didn't want to go, he said he was fine. Your body language has this going on and this going on. What is going on with you? Should I be fearful? Should your class be fearful? Or are you getting ready to show me some kind of new dance? I try to joke with the students. Right, break the tension. And break the tension. And he didn't even realize that he was tensed up. And that just little side joke got his mind off of that. And he was able to calm down. He was like, I might need to go to the relax section. Coming up, the relax and relate area of the classroom is not the only trick Cassandra has up her sleeve. Thanks for listening to School Me. And a quick thank you to all the NEA members listening. If you're not yet an NEA member, visit nea.org slash whyjoin. This relax, relate room or a section of the room is a really, really great tip. What other kinds of tips and tricks do you have for new educators that you've learned over the years that might be helpful? I would say the best thing, and it seems so simple, but it's so effective, at least for me and with middle school, is there are no surprises. There are minimal surprises. There's a practice that I use. It used to be referred to as CHAMPS. The C is for the conversation level. Zero is no talking. One is a whisper, your shoulder partner. And we practice these at the beginning of the year. And it goes up to an outside voice that we would never use in the class. Two would be presentation level. So conversation level of this activity is, you know, whatever it is. The H is for help. How do I get help? If I need help doing something, what's the signal? Do you have a card on my desk? Do I raise my hand? Is it okay if I ask a peer? The A is for the activity. What is the actual activity? If we're doing a gallery walk, I'll show them what that means. There are some pictures up on the wall. It gets them moving. There are some questions by the pictures. If that's what the activity is, whatever the activity is, they know it in detail. M is for movement. What movement is allowed? It's very difficult for seventh graders to sit in a seat. It's difficult for me for 45 minutes. So I try to stay away from those. But to be fair, on this activity, you can sharpen your pencil. You can go to the restroom, it'll be one at a time. When the pass comes back, you go. And that way it doesn't disturb everyone else. You can throw away trash, or maybe you can't throw away trash. We're gonna wait to the end, and then you'll throw away your trash. Or you can work in groups, you can work by yourself, whatever the guidelines for movement is. And then the P is participation. What does participation look like? It looks like, and you can actually model it, or you let them know, it looks like you're seated, you're riding, you would look up the thing or 
you go to the printer or you go to the waiting area because you have a question, whatever participation for that activity looks like, they now know ahead of time. And then the S, success is when you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, and this happens. What happens when we know what the champs are, but we don't mm -hmm. follow the rules? Then there are gentle reminders. Students never want to be fronted out. They and I don't want to be told something in front of everyone that they're not doing. So of course, even though they have their plan of action, as the educator in the room, you need to make sure you're circulating and making sure that they know that they have your attention. So you establish the norms up early mm -hmm. at the beginning of the period or at the beginning of the semester. So as you move along, the expectation for breaking them. Yes. They have to be reminded. And so there are no secrets or surprises. I want to give you everything you need to be successful. What do you wish you had known when you started teaching that you know now? I wish I would have known before my first career that students are hilarious. It is so much fun. They are really <laughs> just, it's amazing. Every day is something interesting and exciting. And as a middle school teacher, I, I have a lot of friends that are like, oh no, that can't be. But how fun it is, I wish I would have known. Go back in your time machine to your first day in the classroom. What advice do you give yourself? My first day in the classroom, one of the words of advice I give myself is, that's over, it's done, don't hold a grudge. You know, we all have our dis different personalities that we like better, and it has to be that this is a new class period, so we have a fresh start. Let it go. Let it go. That works. If you're able to do that, this can be an amazing journey. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of School Me. And be sure to download the NEA Today app for NEA's member magazines and the latest education advice, tips, and news.